0: Hello and welcome back to The Furnace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The Gospels can be pretty funny at times, especially when you pay attention to the disciples who are often quite oblivious to what Jesus is doing, especially about his imminent suffering and death. So in today's Gospel we have James and John, two of Jesus' earliest and closest disciples discussing with Jesus about securing for themselves the top posts in Jesus' future government, asking Jesus to sit them at his right and left hand, which were the signs of power and prestige. I can imagine Jesus looking at them with blank face and then shaking his head because he replies, saying, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I must drink? or be baptised with the baptism with which I must be baptised. Essentially Jesus was saying, If you want glory, then there is a condition. You must first drink the cup that he is about to drink. On the other hand, he is referring to the Eucharist of course, but moreover Jesus is asking the disciples whether they are willing to be united with him in his redemptive suffering. We often want glory with no cost. Resurrection without crucifixion. And this is what the church understands about redemptive suffering. That when we unite our sufferings with Jesus, we, in a sense, drink the cup that he drank on the cross. And we become, in a mysterious but real way, the means of grace for others. Now, there was this Italian priest, Father Andrea Santoro, at an Italian priest who was assassinated in Turkey in 2016. shortly before he died, he wrote, I am here to dwell among these people and enable Jesus to do so by lending him by flesh. One becomes capable of salvation by offering one's own flesh. The evil in this world must be born and the pain shared, assimilating it into one's own flesh, as did Jesus." End quote. I would also say that today, on October 17, we would be also celebrating the feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch. Now, I can't help bringing him up because I'm currently studying him at the moment as part of a class I'm taking. He is a significant figure because he lived in the late 1st and early 2nd century and was said to have known the Apostle John. So if you ever want to get a taste of the generation of Christians immediately after the Apostles, look up the letters of St. Ignatius of Antioch. There are seven of those, and they were written en route to his own martyrdom, written to churches to encourage and exhort the leaders to remain faithful to Jesus Christ. So in Ignatius' letter to the Romans... He displays a remarkable serenity and witness to grace because he begs the Christians in Rome not to try stop his martyrdom. And Ignatius said, The only thing I ask you is to allow me to offer the libation of my blood to God. I am the wheat of the Lord. May I be ground by the teeth of the beasts to become the immaculate bread of Christ. Saint Ignatius was eventually taken to Rome and was said to be martyred by lions, and yet he said with great confidence that Christianity is greatest when it is hated by the world. For Ignatius united himself with the suffering of Christ as a cup poured out, because he also knew the other meaning of what it means to pour out one's cup, and that is the meaning of the Eucharist, the very body and blood of Christ. Now remember, this is only within a few decades of the apostles, and St. Ignatius declared that the Eucharist is the medicine of immortality. The word for medicine in Greek is actually pharmakon, where we get the word pharmaceutical. And you could say that today we live in such a heavy focus on medicine and vaccine as almost like a quasi-sacrament, as much as we or to encourage and especially rejoice about the wonders of modern medicine and advancements of physical health, we ought to also not narrow our horizon to just remain in this world, for as good as these things are, only the Eucharist is the medicine of immortality. Saint Ignatius also says, It is the antidote we take in order not to die, but to live forever in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.